Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. And welcome, welcome, welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. I love to keep you updated on important events around the state of Ohio, particularly on issues of faith, life, and uh, we are blessed here in Ohio to have our um, statewide elected officers, all of them are pro-life, and I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. And uh, many of you may not know that our Ohio treasurer, Robert Sprague, is firmly pro-life as well. He is the 49th treasurer of the state of Ohio, and it's my privilege to welcome Ohio's treasurer, Robert Sprague. Welcome to the program. So much. Appreciate you having me on. It is my delight. Thank you for taking time for us. Uh, I am really excited about an event that I assume you are sponsoring or at least participating in, and that is the Pastors and Priests Summit on the uh, abortion amendment to the Ohio Constitution. Uh, First of all, uh, tell us why you are getting involved and then what the event is all about. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity. And we just want to invite all the clergy in the state of Ohio to learn more about the very dangerous language that's being proposed by these outside special interest groups from outside Ohio. They're raising $50 million, and they're going to put, uh, their plan is to put an amendment into the Ohio Constitution that says that the state shall not interfere uh, with any abortion that in, in the professional judgment of the treating physician is necessary for the individual's life or health. And the way that language works is the treating physician is going to be the abortion doctor, and uh, when it says life or health, uh, health has been defined by the courts by Uh, psychological health or emotional health. And so what you're going to do is, in the state of Ohio, allow abortions up to the point of birth. So these are fully formed uh, babies that have beating hearts. Um, If, in the the abortionist opinion, it's it's allowable for the emotional, or it's necessary for the emotional health of the mother. So, you know, we're trying to uh, educate uh, the clergy about what this language is going to do and uh, also get them activated to uh, talk about it and try to stop this constitutional amendment. Well, this is just pure evil, uh, Treasurer Sprague. I mean, it, it really is. And I agree with you that the language is so vague that it could be in, interpreted. And, and I agree with you on this thing of health. Uh, if a woman says, well, I just can't handle it emotionally, 
Well, that would be an exception then to this, and she could get an abortion for her emotional health, correct? Right, and and the the key issue with this is that it's uh, you know you could have the abortion up to the point of birth, so this could yeah. be a fully formed child. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. I also understand that the way it is written, it would take parents out of the equation. Is that also correct? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the way that this amendment is crafted is it says that uh, you know once again that individuals have rights over their own reproductive decisions, including but not limited to. And that's the key phrase. And so what this does is it says, since it says individuals, that means minors. So, you know, I have five children. It it sets up a situation where my freshman in high school could uh, conceivably decide they would like to have a transgender surgery after Mm -hmm. consulting with the school counselor and maybe uh, a doctor or whatnot without my knowledge and without me being notified. Uh, And then, you know, um, his mother and I will have zero say as parents and whether or not that transgender surgery occurs. And so it really is, is taking away the rights of parents either for, uh, to help counsel their uh, daughters in terms of an abortion um, because there will be no notification, there's no, uh, there's no consent from the parents. And so they really pushed mom and dad over to the side. And so the time when your child is going through you know, the most difficult time of their lives you can't give them any counseling, any kind of support, because in many cases, you're not even going to know that these things are going to occur. Um, so it's a huge problem. It strips away the rights of parents and families in the state of Ohio. That's what the effect of this language is. I'm sure your detractors are saying, and you've probably already heard it, you're the treasurer of the state of Ohio. Pay attention to the checkbook for Ohio. Mm-hmm. What in the world are you getting involved in the abortion issue with? Go back to your treasurer's office. What do you have to say to those folks? Well, I think that all public officials who are leaders in our state have a duty and an obligation um, to defend the, the, the document under which we're governed. Yeah. And this, this you know, our Ohio Constitution is the founding document of our state. All of our statewide officials are elected under this document and serve under this document. Uh, and it defines the procedures. And one of the pieces is these outside groups that are coming in that want to do these things to our families. And by the way, I'm also a parent in the state of Ohio. Um, and I think yeah. I have the right to speak out about this issue uh, because of my because of the fact that it affects my family and my children. Um, but I think that it's it's incumbent upon all of us to to say, look, we don't want to have our Constitution amended. Uh, in, in the ways that just are made to satisfy these special interest groups from outside Ohio, and they're not allowed to buy an amendment into our Constitution. Yeah. Uh, the event we were talking about is coming up this Thursday. Mm-hmm. It is a Pastors and Priests Summit. Uh, who do you want to be there? Obviously, the clergy. And mm-hmm. what can they expect? By the way, it's going to be at Columbus Christian Center on Cassidy Avenue, 10 a.m. to noon this coming Thursday. Uh, what can the attendees expect? Well, I think they can expect, uh, first of all, all the clergy is invited, no matter what denomination. Um, and, and we would love to have everyone come and just get educated about this. They can expect to hear about the language, how the language works. Uh, there's going to be uh, a lot of prayer. We're also going to sing and celebrate. Um, And then we're also going to talk about this August 8th election, and it's confusing because in the August 8th election, what's being proposed is that we're able to protect 
and defend the Ohio Constitution in order to raise the threshold for amending that very governing document uh, that we live under uh, in order to push that threshold to 60 percent so that it can't be amended with simply uh, a majority vote just like a law. Uh, And instead, it requires a 60 percent majority. And look, I mean, the United States, uh, we have that for the United States Constitution. It takes two-thirds of Congress and three-fourths of the states in order to change the United States Constitution. And so that's what's being proposed so that we don't have these special outside interest groups that are doing things for their own gain come in and amend our state. So we're going to talk about that uh, with with the clergy. Um, And then we're going to end up and obviously talk about the issue of life as well. And also how this 60% amendment into our Ohio Constitution affects many other areas besides just the area of life. Uh, it also affects businesses. It affects, um, you know, affects our, our Second Amendment rights and right on down the line that are going to be taken away from us if these special interest groups figure out that they can come in and change the Ohio Constitution every time they want something. Again, we're talking to Robert Sprague, the treasurer for the state of Ohio. Uh, Is there a website where people could go to get more information on this particular event? I've got an email address for RSVP. Yeah, all we have is that email address for the RSVP for this particular event. But if people in general, um, if they want to RSVP, they're they're welcome. Everybody's welcome. Um, It's, again, at the Ohio Christian Center, uh, sorry, Columbus Christian Center, uh, from 10 to 12 on June the 8th. All right. And to RSVP, it's Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, at SpragueForOhio.com, S-P-R-A-G-U-E, Dalton at SpragueForOhio.com. And if you do not have something to write the details down, it's this Thursday, 10 a.m. till noon, Columbus Christian Center. Send me an email, bob at bobtalk.com, and I will forward all of the information to you. If you can't remember or don't have anything to write it down on, bob at bobtalk.com. Treasurer Sprague, uh, I'm just so grateful that you are in office and uh, not only the good things that you're doing for the financial health of our state, you've done a remarkable job, but also standing for life. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, Thank you, Bob, for having me on. And and I think that we're all after the same thing here, which is to protect life in the state of Ohio. Amen. It is this Thursday at Columbus Christian Center, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Again, send me an email, bob at bobtalk.com, and I will forward the information to you. Robert Sprague, again, God bless you, and thank you for your time today. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Allow me, please, to continue the theme from the half hour before our conversation with uh, Treasurer Sprague. And then I'm done with the pride homosexual thing. Uh, for today, but 
because it's coming, and we have never in America really faced persecution. We never have. We've been inconvenienced as Christians at times. Uh, People have been forced to work on Sunday, and they didn't want to. Uh, They've been forced to take down witness signs in their cubicle at work. Uh, They were forbidden to hand out gospel tracts at work. Uh, They have been um, silenced in a public park when trying to preach. Okay, that's being inconvenienced, and that's happened, and it's and it's getting worse. But we've never really been persecuted. I think those times are coming. I'm not an alarmist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm really not. But I am a, a realist. And if you've listened to this program for a number of years, you know I don't deal with sensationalism. I don't try to amp up emotions. Don't do it, won't do it, will never do it. But I tried to tell you the truth. If persecution comes, I think it's going to come over this LGBTQIA plus issue. Because as I said, the three A's of the radical movement, acceptance, advocacy, annihilation. You don't agree with us. You're not allowed to disagree. If you disagree, you're a hater. You're a bigot. I saw a a quick video clip from, I don't even know what TV program it was, but it was like a panel discussion. And there was one conservative in the whole group. And there were several trans individuals, queer individuals, etc. And one conservative. He was so calm and cool and loving and caring, but he stood his ground. And he said, if you're XX, if you're XY, your chromosomes determine whether you're a man or a woman, a boy or a girl. And you can't change that. You can identify, but you can't change that. If you were born a boy, you will always be a boy. If you were born a girl, you will always be a girl. And again, he was so calm. He never once raised his voice. Oh, my goodness, they started to yell and scream at him and shout at him. And he asked this question. He said, is it possible for me to simply disagree with you and not be considered hateful? In unison, the other people said, no, you're a hater. He said, but I just disagree with you. I don't hate anybody. I just disagree. You are a hater. So he asked again, are you telling me I cannot disagree with you without being a hater? That's right. Because you are denying our blah, 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 blah. And that's where we're at. And so let me just repeat, pardon the repetition. And again, I'm not trying to be a pessimist, and I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to give you nightmares. But, I, but please, it will probably come to you, and it is better that you determine now how you're going to respond 
than when you're in the middle of it. Let me let me give you another illustration. Texas, Dallas City Council has recently decided to make job termination one of the punishments for city employees who refuse to use preferred pronouns. So you're working for the city of Dallas and you're working with someone and this individual says, uh, I want you to call me them. And you say, why would I call you them? You are one person. Them is plural. That's my preferred pronoun. Well, but that doesn't make any sense. Why would I call you, one individual, them? That's what I want to be called. If you refuse to do that, you would be terminated, according to this new policy from Dallas City Council. Or one of the other Z, Zai, Zer, you know, one of the other whacked out things. The new policy is called the Workplace Gender Transition Protocols and Frequently Asked uh, Questions. Uh, It was handed out as a toolkit from Dallas City Council. And get this. Quote, there are a lot of ways a person qualifies as transgender. Transition may include simply coming out, telling family, friends, and coworkers, or changing the name and or sex on legal documents and or accessing medical treatment such as hormones and surgery. But get this. Transition may include coming out. No hormones, no treatment, just Identify. Yesterday I was a man, today I'm a woman. Yesterday I was a woman, now I am a man. That is considered transitioning by Dallas City Council. And if you are an employee of the city of Dallas and you refuse to go along with that, you could be terminated. This is Texas. Yeah, conservative red Texas. So a whole bunch of Christians in the city of Dallas are going to have to determine, what am I going to do? How am I going to respond? So um, it'd be very wise to have those conversations with the people you love and trust and uh, develop a plan and hope you never have to use it. But... You probably will. By the way, that includes your church.